Welcome to the Totally Not Unhealthy Podcast. My name is Bo. I'm a six foot six weirdo from Canada. <laughs> um, the whole idea behind this podcast and why I wanted to start it um, my life has been a very intriguing shit show, to say the least. Um, learned a lot, though. I've done a lot that I'm not proud of, done a lot that I am proud of. And um, it's all made me who I am today. So what I wanted to display with this podcast is, you know, real, raw, unscripted conversation with strangers, friends, family, kind of really everyone under the sun. Anyone that wants to sit down and just have a conversation about what's going on and, you know, see where that flows, where it takes us. That's kind of how I've lived my entire life is by the seat of my pants. And it's definitely gotten me into a lot of trouble, but it's definitely gotten me uh, into a lot of beautiful situations as well. Um, and I'm grateful for that. I appreciate that a lot. It uh, allows me to, you know, better relate to people, to resonate with them and connect with them. Uh, I also think that the world we live in today you know, a big, big issue is people's inability to effectively communicate. So many people are talking, but no one's really listening. And if they are listening, they have a really hard time understanding what the person's trying to tell them. So I like to use this podcast as an opportunity to, you know, kind of just demonstrate how we can just talk to one another and get to know one another and connect better and on a deeper level, uh, which kind of leads me into um, this first episode. Um, the individual that sat down with me, he's a stand-up guy. I never never knew him personally before this instance. We have floating social circles. We've seen one another before, kind of chit-chatted lightly at the gym, but never really um, sat down one-on-one and got to know one another at all. So that's exactly what we did here. And this is the byproduct of that. Um, We kind of just get into a little bit about, you know, our upbringings, um, struggles we've had with relationships, what uh, we've learned from those struggles and what we've learned about ourselves. Um, You know, kind of how our upbringings have shaped us, made us who we are and you know, we just kind of have a few laughs, bullshit, and uh, talk a little bit about that. Sex, drugs, life, you know, just the usual shit. And that's kind of going to set the tone for this podcast. Um, really, everything under the sun can and will be covered. Well, maybe will. We'll get there when we get there. But, you know, aliens, energy, spirituality, mental health, depression... Uh, nine to five dreams, aspirations, everything. We'll uh, we'll get there when we get there. For now, um, hope you enjoy. There we go. Yeah, no, I just like I don't know. My entire life, I basically hated school, but like no, loved psychology not. so much. So uh, my go-to fix because I was like, "Fuck school, I can't deal with the shit." Was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna just do a ton of psychedelics," which <laughs> it, it wasn't like. Um, it wasn't initially supposed to be a positive thing. I'm like, yo, let's just get fucked up. Get, I, I just, think most people, yeah. Was it like, um, 
like a trauma response so you're just like fucking piling shit down and just like oh for to sure totally escape yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> absolutely cool yeah no doing a metric ton of psychedelics was a complete trauma response <laughs> <laughs> i think it started when i was like 13 because i was like hey, holy my... fuck like really young oh for sure yeah like our household growing up was like yeah we don't talk about emotions no. In our household, nothing. So, like, in terms of, like, energy or emotions or, like, what you were feeling. Yep. Like, it's cut right off. Yeah. Dad would just, like, pretend like everything is fine. Oh, it's all good. Stoic. Yeah. Just 100%. Well, actually, that's, that's just fun. He's not actually stoic. He's just shut off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sad reality, actually, which is, I mean, that would be the ideal. You have to be, like, stoic and just at peace and content. And, and, and yeah, like, in control of your emotions, but, like. Yeah, no, it's funny you mentioned that because, like, are you, um, are you familiar with, like, attachment theory? Attachment theory? Oh, like, a avoidant, anxious type? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I, like, I just learned about that, like, a week ago. Yeah. Every relationship I've ever been in just, like, made sense. Just see it just like that, eh? Everything, so, every breakup, I can see why it happened. I can see why we got, we went separate ways, like. So, just... I just want to take a shot in the dark. <laughs> I ever so lightly know you. Like, not really getting to know you. This is great. Yeah. Like, what I say, like, anxious attachment with, like, a, like a 20% degree of avoidance in there. That's, well, like, bang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's fair. Like, uh, why do you say I, that? It's just, like, um, honestly, with details, I'm pretty shit. Yeah. Like, I can kind of just feel people's energy or vibe, which, if you didn't know, is also, like, Trauma response, yeah. like to be uh, an empath, as it's called. Yeah, yeah empathetic. Yeah. Um, basically, you grew up in an environment where you had to be hyper aware of like one or both parents. Oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah, no, they like, would go off like a bomb. And my mom was fucking off. nuts. Yeah. Like when I get spankings, like it was like like physical abuse. Like it's like bad, bad. I'd be in a ball. I couldn't even sit down for like an hour. <clears throat> my ass would be bruised. Like she beat me with spatulas, broke wooden spoons over my ass. Like, yeah. but then. Five minutes later, she was super caring and loving. <clears throat> Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> See, and that's like, it's tricky because I like, okay, also just, and again, I'll like preface this. If we get anything that you don't want to get into, just be like, oh no, I fucking, <clears throat> I'm an open book. Oh yeah, Same no, way. like, I've seen my mom try to kill herself. Like, oh yeah, like, no, like we're, yeah. oh yeah, we're good. Okay, I'm curious then, like hearing that, um, in terms of like what I think that would transpire to, like into your relationship, I'd imagine like it was probably similar to mine with slightly different issues. Yeah. We're all like, everything's individualized to us. Yeah, we're all fucked up for sure. But I'm like, I guarantee like those relationships were like, um, a girl could make you feel just like secure or comforted. I guarantee no matter what she did, that relationship went further than it should have. Yeah, like, um, <clears throat> I don't even know if it's like that's the way to put it, like, went further than it should have, but like, mm. actually, no, that is true because like, because of my anxious attachment style, like with my, my ex just recent, I stayed longer because what ended up happening was because the fear of rejection was like just so heavy that like mm. it was easier just to stay than just to kind of put up with what was going on. Like, you know, I'm saying it was a terrible relationship and yeah. she's abusive, but it just like, wasn't super fulfilling. That's right. But like, I just stayed in it because like, ah, I just, I don't want to have that conversation. Fear of rejection of like, just that whole situation and having to deal with that or like fear of rejection and like acquiring like another relationship. 
Yeah, pretty much. And like going through the process again, it's like, it just, because of my attachment style, like it's so scary to me. That's fair. So like, because what happens like when I went to my mom with my problems, my issues, they was upset or whatever, mm-hmm. I didn't know if I was gonna get like, go do it yourself or I was gonna get the love. So like, even now, like right now, like I'm working through like going and like opening up girls and like trying to get through that rejection because yeah. what ends up happening is people I place a higher value, whether it's looks, social status, um, I instantly feel like if I get rejected from them in any which way, mm-hmm. that, 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 that pain is so, so high that it's, I, I'd rather just like, Hey, I'm not gonna, not, deal with not gonna all, deal yeah. with it. So like even something as silly as like someone that like, like an entrepreneur here or whatever, I like, go talk, like I instantly put them above me. So like, I just like put on all these filters so that it's almost like I don't get rejected in any which way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. But in reality, everyone, most 90% of people are nice and welcoming True. and you know what I mean? But so right now, like I'm trying to like rewire my brain and like tell myself, okay, well, this is your attachment style. You're not a fucking crazy person. Yeah. This is just a trauma response. And this is the, this is like the reality situation. I'm trying to think more rationally than irrationally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like I continued in this relationship for so long and what ended up happening is because she was uh, dismissive avoidant. Mm. And when I did open up to about my feelings about her, like something that would happen or whatever, she rejected me. Like she was, she doesn't, she doesn't know what feelings are. So what happened was like, my brain was like, okay, well don't open up to her about feelings cause you're just going to get rejected. Yeah. So then she's like, well, I want you to open up and be vulnerable. Yes. And like, I want to too. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> kind of a tricky situation cause you kind of get shafted on both ends of the fence. Yeah. yeah. Both sides of the fence. Yeah. So yeah, it was <laughs> fucked up. And then we just perpetuated the cycle where she would be super closed off. I wouldn't open up. Mm-hmm. And then in the mix of all that, like I cut my mom off because she was super toxic. Then when I cut off that, cause like your mom is like your source of your first love, mm-hmm. right? Like that's where all your initial sure. love comes through. So like when I did that, like I cut off love like to women and I was kind of like, like I was still, a, I'm still a good person, but like to fully, yeah, to fully open up and, and give and receive love, just what didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So like put that in the mix. It was just like, yeah, that's a tough here's one. a girl I wanted, but I can't connect with her. I can't love her. Like what the fuck is wrong? I even like told her, I was like, Something's up, but I don't know what the fuck is going on. See, like, even just talking to you already, like, I appreciate this conversation so much because, like, of your self-awareness and the work you're putting into you, like, yourself, this is why I don't have a lot of male friends. Like, realistically <laughs> yeah. speaking, like, how often do you have, like, these kind of conversations with, like, dudes? All the time. Really? All my guys? I don't have the right No? <laughs> Bro, like, it's fucking, like, almost two hours a day on the phone, like, I got, yeah, three, like, how do you know how many of us? There's like four of us, five yeah. of us, all going through very similar shit. And like, we're all I very like open and talking and like, I'll cry to them, they cry to me. That's and it's like, like amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's, I like, honestly, you're giving me hope for like humanity. Cause that's kind of where my head was at for a second. I was like, just the experiences that I've had yeah. with dudes. I'm like, like, this is not it. So like, I love hearing that. Yeah. Which I think no, is that's great. good. Obviously, yeah, I need to <laughs> look around better for me. All your friends, yeah, yeah, huh? Because um, I just think it's interesting that what gave you struggle in your relationship. Because like, same thing with my upbringing. Like I said, there was no communication of feelings, this, that, Nothing. or the other. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like, humanity struggles the most. Like, the biggest issue was communication. Huge. Yeah. Like, even. 
I didn't know if I was going to delve down any political holes with this, but like <laughs> with that whole bullshit with like the last COVID of the last two years. Oh my God. Um, even still, even with that, like everyone's supposed to have a different opinion. Yeah. I'm like like if, that's, that's healthy. Yes. I'm that's, like, if you want to get vaccinated, if you don't want to get vaccinated, if you don't, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do, I'm cool with it. That's fine. That's great. Because it literally has nothing to do with me. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what you do. Just don't. It's like it's like religion. People push religion. It's like, no, you don't do that. You dig. Exactly. That, that's your shit. It's kind of like it's here for you if yeah. you want it. And like, you welcome him in with snacks and a hug. Fuck. But yeah. yeah, the like pushing shit down other people's throats. Not the way. But anyways, back to like the relationships bit. I, uh, same thing. Like the cycles that I would get into personally. Yeah. Um, because no one talked about anything. No. I... I shut off very early. So, like, yeah. at 13, when I was like, hey, mom, I'm going to start smoking weed. So, like, you can know about it, and you'll know <laughs> where I am, or I'm going to smoke it, and you're not going to know where I am. It. It's going to happen. And so, like, being the loving mother she was, she's, like, back against a wall. Like, okay, well, yeah, I want to know where you are. And yeah. I'm like, Great. Awesome. <laughs> not to throw her flack or anything, because, like, I was a giant shit, well, and I still am. I mean, like... Kids are going to do what they're going to want, whether regardless of parents they or not. Exactly. See, but the thing is, like, <clears throat> when you have kids, because, like, I, like, I got a lot of little ones in my, like, my life, like, nephews, nieces, mm-hmm. little brothers. Like, I got little brothers from the age of, like, eight all the way up to fucking 30. <clears throat> and then nieces and nephews from, like, literally just born, like, two weeks ago to two years old. So, like, um, another thing, too, like, to add to this is like I've been reading uh, Awaken the Giant Within with Tony Robbins mm-hmm. and what he explains is that we oftentimes avoid what's going to give us pain for short term pleasure 100%. right so whatever we link enough pain to we'll never go to so <clears throat> what he did for his kids is he knew a guy that was like dealt with like the homeless community and stuff and like he took his kids like to with this guy and they walked down like I don't even call it it's fucking I don't know a shitty homeless street yeah. and they seen people on drugs all fucked up and the pain from seeing that like their kids have never touched drugs they never want to do drugs and stuff like that so like how you bring up your kids and the values you implement and and how you mold and shape their brains like it's very critical and the, like our parents from their generation like they were so absent-minded to like and i mean they did the best that they, they did the best sure. that they did with what the knowledge they had another the day i think everyone <clears throat> right does, yeah but like from the from birth to age seven, like our brains are a sponge, and all our habits, what becomes an adult, all that stuff is like formed in those critical years. Mm-hmm. And if you can get kids at that young age, they don't turn out to be like us who want to drink and party <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and get fucked up. I was, that was one of my follow up questions. I was yeah. like, we all have our distractions and things that we use to like focus us away from the pain and the shit we're supposed to do. Yeah. What was yours? Um, well, for me in school, like I like to drink. Mm-hmm. Love drinking. Um, I had the the cool mom, right? Like, so I left my I was I lived with my mom until I was twelve. Moved in with my dad. Got a stepmom. Hated the stepmom because it was very it was very clear she was more fair to her kids than mine. Oh, that's and, the worst. and it wasn't just me. It was like my, my uncle seen it. Her brother seen like it was everybody. It's so obvious. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, so I'm not a crazy person here. Um, so I went back with mom and mom would buy me liquor. She'd buy me cigars. So she's innate because she's trying to be cool, right? Yeah, Being a I get it. Um, you know, and then this led into, you know, I mean, doing like MDMA, uh, which I think is actually really good to use depending on 
the how circumstance, you how you use it. Yep. It can be like a medicine or it can be something that kills you. 100%. <laughs> um, but the thing is, like with my mom, like when I was 20, she gave me cocaine for my birthday. Oof. Yeah. Well, like 16, 17, 18? No, 21. Okay, 20, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, was I was like, that's real. That's bad. Yeah, but okay, I mean, like, fair. But that's still like that progression, right? It's like mm -hmm. even growing up with my dad, there was lots of drinking in the house. Family events, tons of drinking. Like, so growing up in that environment it's like it's so accepted that that's normal mm -hmm. like my stepdaughter is 26 and he drinks every fucking day and that everyone's like oh you know that's this brady drinking mm -hmm. but you know as soon as i stick a fucking needle in my ass and put tests in my body to work out better and be have lived a healthier lifestyle i'm a terrible person oh they give you five for that oh yeah oh really oh, yeah that's for oh. extra follow-up <laughs> question because i'm so curious because this is one that i love too um Cause same thing, like I, that was my, one of my distractions, like yeah. working out <clears throat> grounded me to help with yeah. my sleep. And I was like, I mean, originally, like, I think it was 17. Originally I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to get like so jacked. So jacked. Yeah, the jacks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think for most people it starts like that. I was like, holy shit, this is actually like, the benefits are great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, but it was still like my distraction from my pain and shit that I need to deal with. Like we all have them. Oh yeah. Like I mad self-esteem issues. Even to say like I'm still working through it, but everyone does. Yeah. That's the reality of it. I don't think that'll ever entirely go away. It's just like what we would deem as someone's like, Oh wow. You're like Buddha. Even they've got that <laughs> little thing. They're like, well, yes, but I'm working on this like one yeah. thing. The one thing is still there. Um, but yeah, I was like already five years of working out naturally, and yeah. then I hopped on gear, and like a year into that, I was relatively big. Yeah. I think I was like 220 at the time, and I was like cutting down, because like who okay. doesn't, you're like, oh yeah, let's see the abs, oh, I look crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> and because I was like lean, I was like 6'6", 220, and like with like cut abs. Yeah. And my mom goes, oh, you're like, you're looking skinny. <laughs> And then she's asking me 10 minutes later, not even, like a few sentences later, she's like, oh, you still doing those steroids? And I'm like, uh, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, in your fitness journey, obviously, because like, you know, if you decide to take the leap for gear, you're pretty serious about it. Yeah. Like, in the same way that we all got our distractions, fitness was one of my healthier ones. Pretty much, yeah. Was it a healthy-ish relationship with like fitness and gear when you started it? Um, so my initial like introduction to steroids is like, I was always fascinated with the human body. I was always fascinated about growing it, like the body shape. I was, cause my dad, like same thing, he did steroids and he mm -hmm. was open to me about it. So it's like, Oh, dad did it. Yeah. So I can do it. Right? I mean, and every kid, every, <laughs> every son wants to grow and be like, I'm my dad. Yeah. So yeah. like, <clears throat> so one that was like, that gave me permission to do it. Like the, okay, uh, two and I was in the oil field. Everybody in the fucking oil fields fucking juiced up. So one guy is like, "Yo, you want you want some gear?" Like, over, he rolled me out this huge fucking stack. It was like Test Deca, uh, D Ball, like all these fucking everything. And I'm like, holy, like, let's get you started on an advanced yeah, cycle. Like sweat, you know, soaking ninety pounds, like just like yeah. tiny. Um, so I did like Winstrol and Turnable, and then my kidney started hurt like two weeks later. That quick, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, Damn. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, so then I was like, fuck this. And then I ended up just training naturally for a while. And I really just like focused on like just shoving my face full of food mm -hmm. all the time. I put on like 30 pounds in a year. 
And then at which point, again, due to relationships with parents, my mom's boyfriend at the time, he's like, oh, I got some gear. Let's fucking shoot you up. 10 bucks a shot. I was oh like, God. sure, let's do it. Oh my God. And then, yeah, so like, <laughs> I remember not the way. fucking like, we're sitting in this motorhome because we're on in sight, on site, yeah. like doing a shutdown. And he put the needle on my shoulder and I'm like, almost had a, like, fainted. Oof. I was like, sitting there like, <sighs> <laughs> I was like, fuck. But it was crazy, but like, it's like, <clears throat> all of a sudden, like, my, my tricep, like, uh, push downs went from like 20 pounds to 80 pounds just like that <laughs> in like a week big jump I was like what the fuck like this is like it's addicting yeah especially oh, if sure. someone who has like low self-esteem doesn't feel good about something all of a sudden their lips are like quadrupling in the week mm-hmm. so <clears throat> I did it for like four weeks and I went to Europe and then I just stopped so like, it was very like in and out for a while did that have uh, any implications? Oh yeah, my dick stopped working. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. dick just did not work that's, at all. <laughs> that's my one rule. I was like, if I'm playing with steroids and my shit ever stops working, I'm out, I'm, out. I'm done. Yeah, no, it stopped. And then uh, and then I went camping with my girlfriend a week later and she's, I was fucking miserable. Why, if you don't that's, have a working dick? Yeah, yeah that's like the end of the world, miserable man. as the test was high as fuck. Actually, like, I had no idea what the fuck well, I was doing. Well, it has a huge <clears> impact <throat> on your entire being, like yeah. your whole physiology. Done. Like, it completely changes. Yeah. Um, and then for a while, like I took a break from it, went through that breakup and at that same time, another buddy of mine went through a breakup. So like, let's fucking just get super jacked. How it usually goes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we bought all this, all these steroids from this guy that was, it was like pretty much like, I don't know. I, at the time I thought they were bunk, but I look back and I'm like, holy fuck. Like, Not so much. no, like I was like, <laughs> I thought I was skinny. Like, no, like, I was looking really fucking just good. Just if it goes off. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. So then I, yeah, like for like four years, I was like on, off, not working, partying, doing drugs, working out. So like I had a really shitty phase for like three years. Um, actually, it was the reason why I got this tattoo because like I went and got a DUI and got arrested twice. Like it was just really bad. Kind of like your bottom. Yeah, like that was that was like I'll I'll have a drink or two, mm-hmm. but like to get drunk, like I don't trust myself. It's fair. I've I mean, done so much dumb shit that. To have the awareness yeah. about that, that's commendable. Yeah, I respect no, I for that. won't fucking do it. I'll have food and loosen up, but like, yeah. <clears throat> I won't get fucking blackout. Not a chance. Um, yeah, so I mean, I dabbled in steroids. 2018, I really got into it again because my buddy, I met through a job. He's like, yeah, man, like he's sauce as shit. So I'm like, fuck it. At this point in my life, I got rid of all the shitty friends I didn't want. Mm-hmm. And this is where I actually learned about like manifesting and like bringing things into my life that I want. So like, hey, I want to fucking... <clears throat> Hang out with dudes that are jacked, confident, they fuck. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and then I was like, I thought about it, I thought about it, and this dude literally popped up at a job one day. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's talking about like going raised and he's super jacked and yeah. he's a good looking guy. Like, fuck, I'm gonna make, make friends with this guy. Right. And then, sure, she had. Sensei. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then I hopped on gear with him for a while and then I put on some good size and we got a host on. I think, actually, you, were you dating Sierra a few years ago? Yep. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, around that time. <laughs> yeah. No, like, that's, yeah, how this, even when I came to do the podcast, I was yeah. like, I think this will work better because, like, we don't really know each other. Just we had, do, like, we don't. Orbited social circles and, yeah. like, know one another. So, like, this should be perfect. It should be good, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, around that time, like, I really, like, dialed it in. I was running, like, test, trend, mass, NPP, and, like, I was fucking diced. Well, yeah, it would be. It was fucking amazing. Um, and then, yeah, same thing. I would, and I stopped doing steroids, and then I got skinny fat, 
And then it was 20, I think 2019, I was like, hey, fuck this. I got back from doing door-to-door sales across Canada. Why'd you decide to stop the, the gear at that point? Um, <clears throat> if it was, I felt like it was fucking my head too much. Like I was running 800 megs of test a week. Plus everything else, yeah, that's, yeah. that'll definitely do it for sure. Yeah, like I, I just, I felt very uh, blank. Yeah. All I cared about was sleep, training, and eating. No, like, didn't care about work, didn't care oh. about family, didn't care, like, there was, like, literally, like, the, the epitome of I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. was what I lived. I, I don't want to, like, go too too far down the gear hole, because, like, next thing you know, we're going to have some skinny kid that's, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, but, do not do gear. Um, this is I'm, not I'm an infamous if, to um, do gear. If you're aware of, like, with trend, because, like, you said where you were, like, shut off or didn't feel anything. Yeah. There's actually, and this is, like, something that's, like, never talked about. Well, we'll see if you know about it. Yeah. Trend actually plays, like, a role on, like, your dopamine, your serotonin receptors like the whole system really so like while you're on it it's impacted and influenced and okay. even once you come off of it yeah it still has that impact and effect. effect yeah so like how you said you were shut off i do the same thing on trend i'm like i almost enjoy the way it makes people because i feel like a, like a monk yeah but it same thing it scares me because i don't actually react to anything i'm like anything, oh, no that's cool yeah it's like oh that's nice yeah i'm a very emotional guy like I'm super emotional I'm very in touch with like my feelings and like love to hear it being that way just like Too freaks much? me the fuck out <clears throat> oh being shut off yeah, yeah. well like, well relationship wise one of this was actually something I realized lately and it's kind of like really fucking sad I'll give you the Coles notes real quick version right. though. um so like having the family in that bring where everything like no emotions nothing was talked about I didn't understand shit yeah. and my first like Four relationships, for the most part, very beautiful, but also so fucking gross and toxic and ugly. <laughs> and, like, it was a process, and I had to learn, like, through every single one that I went into, because, like, I started having all these emotions and these feelings, and, like, there's all these things happening, both with myself, yeah. with her, and then, like, mutually, and I'm like, what the fuck is all this? To the point, like, where the first serious relationship I ever had, she... Um, it was like gross all around. Like it got yeah. very toxic, very unhealthy. And, um, you know, she's telling me like, I'm gaslighting her and like all of these, like just, I'm like a narcissist and this horrible person. I'm like, what the fuck? So yeah. I'm like doing all my research online. I'm like, am I these things? Like what the fuck is wrong with me? Um, to the point where like the relationship was so unhealthy and I was like so immature just in the sense of this, like yeah. what kind of threw me into my villain phase if you will um i like i think after the second or third time we were apart and try to get back together i found her sending emails 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 <laughs> to dudes on craigslist personal ads what the like, fuck talking about arranging like to fuck and hook up and have like in a casual counter and i saw this and like this is the immature part like right now I'm sorry. i'd be like i'm done see you bye enjoy yeah. your life take care but then i was like Fuck you. Yeah. So I stayed in the relationship, and when it was good, I was like, "Yeah, this is nice." And then whenever I thought she was being a bitch, yeah, I'd cheat on her. Oh fuck. <laughs> so that was like my villain, Aaron. Like, done a lot of shit that I'm not proud of, and like, yeah, definitely acting in a real piss poor way. But like, because of that, and how I was acting, and the awareness of like how my shit wasn't okay. Like for a little bit, I genuinely she's like, "Yo, you're a narcissist," or like, "You're fucked up," and I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I am <laughs> fucked up. Thank you. And so, same thing as you. I'm very like open book, transparent person, and I'm yeah. just like learning as I go. I think we all are. Yeah. I get into future relationships, and I like, you know, I'm like nothing to hide. This is this, this is, is me. Yeah. 
And um, eventually it got to the point where like, I'm in a really great place now and yeah. I'm good. But like, as I learned more about myself and I shared this with like the partners I was with, yeah. all of them except for one, like turned that around, used it against me and then played it like, just how I said, like the one who was saying I was gaslighting her and a narcissist and it took yeah. me years to like even fathom the idea like, oh, like I'm not this sociopathic or fucked up person. No. Um, it just got worse and worse and worse to the point where I was like, almost started doubting and I was like, am I this fucked up person? Yeah. And then I had this full circle moment where I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm a normal person. <laughs> I can like empathize with people. I can like, you know, feel their emotion, their you're not, pain. You're not just a robot. I'm not a robot. <laughs> not like some Ted Bundy fuck trying to eat chicks. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> normal, but like because of the environment I grew up in as a kid, I shut off. Yeah. And then I smoked pot so I could shut off. And then I did a ton of drugs in an unhealthy way. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, these will make me a better person. Yeah. And then I started learning about myself in ways I could never fathom. And then as like I healed all that shit, yeah. I'd slowly start to see my fucked up relationships or what they were. I was like, oh shit, this isn't healthy. No. You treat me like shit. This isn't love. This is fucked up. No, it's really fucked up. And then I leave. And I guess the easiest way to like summarize to the point like it got with my relationships is like the one ex now has been ongoing stalking and harassing me for like the last year. Stalking you? Yes. Oh, to the point where I realized things were fucked up and not healthy. Yeah, so what okay. did you... Because that thing is like everyone, like as a, sometimes people, like, they get aware of their trauma. Mm-hmm. But what did you do to fix it? I need to... Like my biggest thing, and I think for most people, like the deep, deep-rooted part is like you don't love yourself. Yeah, for 100%. whatever reason. So mine... Um, I had a lot of internal belief structures about like not being worthy. Yeah. Um... I, well, with the relationships I was in, I especially felt like, you know, I was like some sub-tier human or just like not an awesome person. That definitely played into that. Um, just f- growing up and like you were saying, um, when you're young, how you're shaped. Yeah. The things that were kind of problem areas for me, um, didn't love myself, but because I could like kind of feel other people's energy so much, mm-hmm. And this is the part where like attract likes come in. I'm like broken to love myself and kind of like a depressed sad boy. Yeah. So I attract like these girls that kind of also the like, you know, low. Shit. Yeah. And so what I would do is I would like fill their cup with love. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, this feels so good. So they like reflect it back to me and I'm like, oh wow, this we're like fantastic. so in love. This is amazing. <laughs> Whatever. Not the case at all. It's full of attachment and just like a not healthy thing at all. Um, so in terms of healing that, it was just like, uh, to be totally candid, like I let this shit get so bad. And I tell people this, if they ever are f- beating themselves up about things they did in a relationship or like how they were stupid, yeah. this is full <laughs> stupid. So the one ex that s- continues to like stalk and harass, it got so bad in the end after I ended it that like, um, she tried telling people that I sexually assaulted her and I still was so stupid, just desperately wanting this to work, like to believe that just maybe the deep down, like we can pull out this like angel I fell in love with. I still hung out with her, still gave her the time of the day for a little while after she'd done that. 
Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Big yikes. So yeah. like in terms of like fixing that shit, I truly had to like hit such a bottom that like I was done, dude. I was like in a hole. I was in a really, really bad place. Like I was looking after a dog, which probably saved my life. Cause like, I'm like, I got to take care of this dog. Yeah. You have to get up to feed yeah, it. I got to take care of this dog. So motivation you have. Yeah, yeah. That was my kind of eye opener in terms of like really the importance of like all of your actions. Like what I asked earlier, if um, you kind of stuck in the relationship for a little bit, even though you knew that like something wasn't right. Yeah. One thing that I've kind of like theorized that like when we're in relationships and we like, you know, you have that gut feeling, you just deep down, you know that something's wrong. Yeah. If you don't acknowledge it in that moment right then and there and you deal with it with your partner, like mutually, like you begin accumulating a guilt. Because mm-hmm. like you know what you're doing is oh, yeah, not it, your it's truth. It's not congruent yes. with your yeah, no, I, I can relate because that was the thing is like when we got together, like because yeah, like I need someone that can communicate their emotions. Mm-hmm. I need somebody that is outgoing, that loves to do fun, crazy things, that's not scared. Um, someone that has life experiences and like one like I let COVID kind of affect that too. I was like, Well, there's not much to pick from right now. And we have a good time together, so like let's, whatever. Even like when we sat down and she like, because like I have uh, like I, I read like a lot of dating books and pick up and all this stuff. So like, one of these this guy named name's Coach Corey Wayne. Have you heard of him? I have not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking lay this on you. So okay. <laughs> anyways, this guy's he looks like a chode, sounds like a chode, but his like he knows, like he he's like the dawn, like he knows what's up. <laughs> and one of the things that he's talked about in his book is like you. As men, you never pressure for a relationship. Always let the girl be the one who decides if they want the relationship or not. But why? Because women are like cats, right? You go to a cat that doesn't know you, it's going to fucking run. But if you stay back and let it chill and let the cat come I'll to you. I'll agree partly with you. Yeah, let me, okay. let me finish. So, like, <laughs> so if you're doing everything correct, like obviously like if you like her and you know, you're, you're, you're going on dates and there's attraction naturally she's going to want to get into a monogamous relationship mm-hmm. by, by nature because women are hypergamous and they want to lock down a man of high value and if they see that as you they'll make sure that happens so what she did with me was <clears throat> like a month in she's like hey like you know what are we mm-hmm. to get that question yeah which is a good sign you're doing everything right mm-hmm. and like i was like well it's only been a little bit like i love what we're doing like this is fantastic i'm not saying no i'm just saying let's just continue to do this for a little bit longer and so we did and then she came again another like four to five weeks later she's like hey like what are we like yeah. i need to know right because at that point then she's invested yeah that's right? fair. i mean two months in both people are relatively invested right so like i was like okay yeah like and even when i agreed to that it, it didn't feel congruent fair so from the start <laughs> it was like you were lonely COVID times yeah. i mean everyone at the end of the day wants to have a person to do shit with and like yeah. spend time with and just share experiences with yeah it was like, like you said, you're like, ah, it works. Yeah. So like, <laughs> that was like the, that was the fucking, how I started that relationship. And I look mm-hmm. back, it's like terrible, but like, but I fell in love with her the last six weeks we were together. Mm-hmm. And then of course I fo- fixate on those six weeks instead of the last year and a half. But I did a really nice like little exercise the other day. Where, like, you know, like I need to focus on the negatives here. Like, I don't like that, but mm-hmm. that's, what's going to help me heal from this. And, you know, she was really scared to go cliff jumping, skydiving. She was always scared to do everything, very antisocial. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, obviously, like there's a lot of great aspects to a relationship, but a lot of these reasons, I mean, you can throw my attachment styles, my traumas and stuff as well, but in and of itself, like, no, we just weren't meant to be together yeah. because we just weren't congruent. That's fair. And I mean, even like people that are congruent at a certain time, like we're evolving and growing beings mm-hmm. and people change all the time. Like it's very rare <laughs> where you see people that can like healthily change and grow together. <laughs> even if something was perfectly magical and beautiful for a year or a decade, like it doesn't mean it's going to be like that for an entirety. No. But I think too, like in, in that, cause I've, I've read something like, uh, this these people were married for like 80 years Damn. and whatever yeah it was, it was a long it was a long time and the guy basically said like my wife changed like six to eight different times mm-hmm. but he's like i loved every bit of that change along the way beautiful and took her for what she was mm-hmm. and he's like that was like the key is like because people are always changing they're always evolving and the person i was dating a year ago is different from who she is now and 100%. same thing for me like i'm you look at me a year and a half ago, like I was fucking kind of a dickhead, for sure. So, I but didn't know you then. I'm just gonna let you know. I think you're doing great, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So like, that's the thing, and also think like if both people are invested in the relationship, and they, and this thing is being aware of the benefits of being with somebody that is self-aware. That like the two people together create more than one person by themselves. Mm-hmm. And if both people can understand that and realize that and understand their traumas and attachment styles and like all these things like being with someone that's like that like that's why i'm striving to have in the next couple years i like fucking like i love that because like me and her we connected very deeply like like when we had sex like for a long time it was just like sex Mm -hmm. but then when all the traumas came out the vulnerabilities came out like right towards the end like it was like the best sex I had in my life. Like Sweet. orgasms where my fucking head exploded. Like <laughs> we love to hear that. Like it was fucking wild. <laughs> like we would do mushrooms and like smoke weed and have sex. And it was like like a lion roaring in the jungle was literally me when I came. <laughs> I'm so curious because like this is a thing that I've told people before too. And I think this has got me in trouble in like some situations. Yeah. Um, a lot of my relationships partially, why they got so fucking intense yeah. is the mushrooms bit. Yes. So let me ask like okay. when you guys went from just like kind of sex to like that like intimate, connected, like you're one being in that fucking moment. Yeah. Was that like right around the mushrooms time? Um, yes and no, because we did mushrooms in the past, mm-hmm. but I think what ended up happening was she was able to open up more to me and same thing, yeah. mix that with the mushrooms. Yeah. But it was just like... Usually how it goes. You know them. Yeah. You, you know their entirety. Everything you're, yeah, it sounds cheesy, but you you become one. Like Literally. Your souls are intertwined and like, yeah. it's, 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 uh, I was actually watching an Aubrey Marcus snippet earlier and like, I guess the common things that people say when they're coming is like, oh God. Or their partner's name, yeah. but in reality, like in the divine, like your partner is just that, like they're your god. Like that's that's how it all comes together, feminine and masculine. Um, so it's for me, it's very interesting because I've never felt that type of like climax in my life, mm-hmm. and I was connected with this person on a deep level, but mm-hmm. I could definitely see myself going deeper with somebody else that's more aware. So it's, it almost like excites me. To be like, okay, like, what's gonna happen next? Because like, if I had that with this person who was shut off, yeah, finding someone that's like mean, super open, like, what's like, I don't even like, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Like, what's what's that person gonna be? Fair, right? I almost kind of enjoy that a lot because just the your perception of that. Because well, after my first relationship, uh, I was like, 
I'm never gonna find this again. My, my <laughs> yeah. sex life is fucked, dude. I'm just gonna be bitter and I'm gonna cry. I bitched about it for years. I was like, oh, and that's kind yeah. of like I had like a maybe a couple years of being a slut because like yeah, uh, what you explain like the um, that oneness and like I I was actually gonna dig a little deep on that for you. Yeah. Would you? Because there's like just sex and just like the physical two people and I just recently talked to a girl where she said that she has sex with some people with like no intimacy and I was like what the fuck oh man I was like why for what reason she's like cuddling can be more intimate than sex I was like why are you fucking these people then because like you're right like and I get it I did it too yeah we've all done it we've all done it we've all been there but like it did nothing it just made me feel like shit so would you like class like those moments that you had with her that like truly enriched and like gave you this excitement for the future and like what could be like would you deem that falling like under like tantra? Yeah, like for for us like before we split like because we broke up in December and then I we had a conversation while she was away and like I realized like my trauma was from my mom mm-hmm. and then when that clicked everything I became more passionate, more in love. Like I actually fell for it. So yeah, like that, the sex wasn't just sex anymore at that mm-hmm. point. And when we had sex, like we were making love. Like that was like, yeah, it was deep as fuck. Like super, super Sounds deep. Um, sorry, what was the question that my brain farted? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was asking like, um, if you would have deemed that like Tantra. Oh. Cause like, I've had instances and that's the easiest way for me to like summarize it. Like a yeah. tantric moment where like, done correctly and like where you both mutually like meet in those waters and it's like a tantric experience it's yes. completely okay. energetic and like when it's done i feel like a new person yeah like when like yeah when we were doing it it was uh yeah it was a whole other level like it's just like like i even go as deep as like having like the same breath pattern love that yeah can, that's like, I'm like breathe with me yeah like let's breathe 100%. together you breathe out i breathe in and let, let's really do that. Um, but like with her like ADHD and stuff, like it was hard for her to kind of focus on that. Yeah. Um, but like for me, like I'm such a giver, like no joke that there's times that she'd come like 30 times and I would just like, like her ultimate pleasure was my pleasure. Yeah, that's... And I wouldn't finish until like I was like, out of like, I'm, I'm good. Like, yeah, boy. you're good? Yeah. <laughs> but then don't get me wrong, sometimes she's like, she'd ask me to come like, it goes against what, but like, okay, I'll do it. But, <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> but like, oh my god! Like I, I don't know. I'm such like, like when she would finish, like her leg would fucking get all like cock stiff, and like she would like, like tighten right up, and I would just like, I wouldn't stop. Like I would just like, I got so much enjoyment out of just like, just giving her like the ultimate pleasure that she could ever receive, Fair. and just go and go and go and go. Um, Cause like that for me, like I love, that's the way I express love is like, just like pleasuring somebody. And it's, it's not like, I don't have like a sex act or a sex addiction by any stretch, but it's just like, there's just something in that where you can give that to somebody. And like, that's just like, it's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. I'm curious now, like, um, cause this is something like I played with more recently than before. Cause like when I said it, I was running around being a slut, like kind of yeah. chasing the dragon, if you will. Yeah. Um, what I didn't realize at the time, what I realize now was like, I wasn't just like, I wasn't chasing like a certain caliber of sex. I thought yeah. I was, but it was like, it was that 
like refreshing tantric like energetic like refresher exchange because like in the same thing like it's an ethereal experience to like <laughs> make someone feel like their body doesn't exist like they're just gone <laughs> yeah. like i just melted into the fucking galaxy yeah right? <laughs> so that was i'm curious if you have moments like when i meet someone now um it's i almost like to i mean easiest catch would be like energy fucking yep I like to like try to push and pull with like energy before there's like ever any physical how do you How do you do that? I'm, it's just kind of like um, in the same way where like you said um, in those like most intimate moments with her, like your breath was like one. Yeah. You kind of like tune into that before like the sex is involved. So you could be like, you know, a few dates in, you're having a movie date or whatever. You're just like laying there half colored on the couch or whatever. Yeah. And like... Same thing, you like, you tune into like their frequency, their energy, like you start breathing with them, you like synchronize like your breasts and yeah. like in the same way that you breathe, you kind of like feel like that push and pull of energy. Okay, yeah. And like, sense. I don't know, if it wasn't something you've been doing, I'd be, I would fully encourage you just like play around with it. See yeah. if you notice like a difference. Yeah, cause like I, I think with her, because of like one of her ADHD and her dismissive attachment style, like I, that was a, one of the things that I lacked was like I wanted to get that super deep connectedness mm -hmm. and to which I got to a certain extent but I just because she was unavailable I couldn't quite get there Fair. so like trying to get that with her just it wouldn't it wouldn't work even to say until she like really does like a lot of work mm -hmm. and fixes her traumas like I don't think she will do that with anybody but like for myself like that's what I'm excited for is to find someone that's on that same wavelength. Cause like right now, like I, I meditate every day and I journal, like I'm that's very awesome. much into like that stuff as yeah. well. And like when I do meditation, um, the same thing like with the self love and like teaching myself that I am good enough. Cause like mm -hmm. that's part of my anxious, like I'm, I'm not good enough for people. So like I, when I breathe in, like I'm breathing in love into my heart and releasing fear, love breathing that. in love and releasing fear. So like, I think with the next partner that I get, because every time I've dated somebody long-term, they've always been better. And so the next person, you know I mean? Like you said, like attracts like, law of attraction. That's how the whole shit works. Mm -hmm. So like, that's what I'm excited for is to find someone like that where I can be like, they're aware of their energies and their, their femininity and everything else. So we can actually like have one, even like have a conversation about it. Cause I feel like when you, you vocalize it, it's like, okay, this person knows. And then you, you can just like mesh really, really well. Mm -hmm. But with her, like a, it was kind of there, it kind of wasn't. Um, definitely appreciate what we had. It was fucking amazing. But oh, for sure. Like, but, so yeah. So I was gonna say, even in all that, like, um, I've done the same thing where I find it very interesting. Even not even necessarily like a romantic relationship. Yeah. I think it's very intriguing when like I'll catch up with a friend I haven't spoken to in a year or two, and I'll just through conversation or hanging out, you kind of like. I don't know about you personally, but I'll see what the commonalities were when like we were friends at that time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like I'll see myself <laughs> in them now. And I'm like, yeah. that's oh, why shit, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like a lot of moments like that in your, like your reflection? Or? Um, no, cause like, I mean, I, people in the past, like I don't really go see again. So I don't, I've never really, I mean, I actually, that's a lie. I have one friend of mine. I, we reconnected about a year or two ago. And even then, like, yeah, like energetically, you can, you can just feel they're at one part in life where they just haven't left mm -hmm. and I'm here and I appreciate them and they're good friends and stuff. But like, 
yeah like it, it's just very weird even like because she came and dropped us some stuff there like you can just feel like they, they just, just there's something there that's sure. like something's different you're you're off you're not you know i get it you know i mean there's there's something is not there so um, would you deem like yourself as like an empath for the majority of your life where you can hyper aware can feel people's kind of energy like, yeah because that's what i would what you just explained is like feeling because i'm the same way like my relationships with people i want them to be like you know it's like open floor we can talk about anything like effective transparent communication that's gold for me yeah because like same thing as you when something's there i can like feel that i'm like i'll get the details yeah. i can maybe piece it together i'm like what you're saying is not adding up to what you're feeling no do digress yeah like it just it's not it's not making that that connection yeah. it's not there um and that yeah there's one thing's like really i couldn't really connect with her is because like she just even like opened up about feelings and i'm very mm -hmm. much like i need to know my feelings i want to know what's up like yeah. you know, even like saying something is like or like what my girls like you know do their makeup and like look bougie sometimes she'd fail to communicate to me that that actually upset her because she feels like she doesn't wear makeup enough Fair. so like that so even just like the communication um i think is a super critical component of any healthy relationship because like, I had no idea. Yeah, there's no, there's no way you could know. That's exactly <laughs> like what. It was, like, just, like, normal conversation. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, I like this. I've had a ton of those moments in the past where, like, especially when I was younger, I was, like, I'd say something, and I wouldn't even realize for a second that they'd get upset. I'm, like, what? Yeah. What? Why? I'm like, oh, I didn't understand. Thank you for telling me. Sorry. Yeah. Like, oops. <laughs> it's not an intentional thing. No, I'm like, it's not. Kind of just, like, a dumb dude sometimes. Like, yeah. yes, like, shit. We all have those moments. I mean, realistically speaking, I think this is why for the most part I want to do the podcast too is because yeah. like um my dad bless his heart like heart of gold yeah but he grew up in that area like we're talking about where like you don't talk about your feelings no and in Alberta like blue collar up in the patch for most of his life yeah fuck I worked out there for like three or four years and it's just this like little boys club where everyone's trying to flex to like prove they got the biggest dick yeah, with like a an, giant pissing contest yeah, yeah. just an abundance of like misogyny and racism and everything else just like this cynical red pill for the world oh it's so bad it's so fucking bad. to the point where like he grew up you know not same thing as me not having anyone to talk about all this shit with yeah put into that environment for the majority of his life and like well, it's an incubator for just that's that's toxic masculinity dead ass at, at its finest yeah 100 <laughs> yeah. but like to the point where we had a conversation where it's like i was genuinely concerned like i love you i want to like see you live like a rich life like where you can communicate and connect with people by like getting to know them and talking to them and it's yeah. like you've never had the opportunity to do so no which i think this is a perfect outlet to be like look I mean, this is the first time we're ever hanging out. I think it's great. Yeah, it's like, fantastic. I'm loving getting to know you. And it's like these little moments, especially like now in the last two years where everything's been kind of like fucked up and everyone's yeah. feeling a little weird. And it's like, what's going on? The one thing that like actually makes me feel good is just like these moments. Yeah. I'm like, cool. We can just chill. Yeah. Connect, hang out. Chat. Like get to know one another, like be present in this moment. And like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. No, it's... Uh... Yeah, especially during COVID, like everyone was just so disconnected. Nobody wanted to go anywhere. Nobody wanted to do anything. No one wanted to talk. Everyone was so scared. And like, even go back to like vibrational energies, like everybody was operating at such a fear-based vibration that nobody could get out of that. And like, that's the thing is like, people were so easily controlled because of that vibration 
is so low that people just get, if they're not aware, they get so swayed so easily. Mm -hmm. That's why people talk about anger. That's why people, it's, you go on Twitter, Facebook, it's all negative, 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 because that's all it feeds. You know, and then the same thing, like going back to like our parents and stuff, like the anger is what they vibrate at and, and um, ego and all this stuff. So it doesn't really nurture, give you like a nurturing environment to like, you know, um, become more conscious of like higher vibrations and joy and empathy 100%. and all these things. Like for my dad, same thing, like he would get mad but he would only get mad when like the lid's about to like pop off because he can't put any more shit in there. Yeah. And then they're, they're putting me in therapy because I got problems. What's the saying usually? It's like the people, you're in therapy for the people that actually need the therapy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, like I'm looking back now, like my mom, my stepmom, my dad is like, y'all need therapy before I fucking need therapy. Mm -hmm. Like, but I was the problem. Typically how you know? that's the way the world works. It's you know, there's like, no accountability. No, nothing. And it's funny because even up to recently, I went to lunch with my dad and he's like worried about me. He's like, you know what? He's like, yeah, you're going to therapy. Like, is everything okay? I was like, yeah, that's the reason why I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I think everyone okay. needs to go to therapy. I'm like, you should go to therapy, you know, because even him, like as a child, like he was like sexually abused. It's like, he's got all that trauma mm -hmm. that he like half-assed jokes about, but it's like. Still eating him up. Oh uh, well, yeah. Like yeah. that's not, it's pretty serious. So like. Yeah, it, it's just it's just wild, you know. Like, but I think our generation, at least to my understanding and my experiences through friends and like other family members, is that there's going to be like a lag of like there's going to be um, a call for like like a generational cut where people moving forward. There's going to be a lot more healthy people, more yeah. self-aware people. Stop the shit from continuing. Exactly. So language. like, my sister's twenty three and she has a two-year-old mm -hmm. and you can you can already see like the total difference in how we were as a kid and how my niece is as a right. person like she's got a full personality she's super curious a two right yeah she yeah. fucking talks like crazy yeah. it's wild um and you can you can just see how they act it's from two I've, different environments i'm almost very curious about that as well because that's like in the grand scheme of things, maybe there's been like some subtle, yeah, the sun's been pumping us of energy and we, we've evolved <laughs> or something. But like, realistically speaking, I think it's literally just that where like we're starting to have an awareness of our own now. And yeah. like that's translating into, you know, like our offspring. Like, same thing. I have a niece, she's two years old, and it's like, holy shit. Like, just watch her like pick up a phone, whip through it, and like know what's happening and like cue in the conversation. And you're like, is this the difference where like you're not overwhelmed or like frightened or just so perplexed by all this energy and bullshit that you're feeling that like there's room to actually like learn yeah and interact with your environment you're like oh shit well the thing is really cool is like with my sister when my niece gets upset mm -hmm. my sister's kid's like okay take a deep breath love that and they both breathe together and it's like we, we talk about how we feel we don't scream or yell and like she's doing it now so good. And it's, it's crazy. Like it's even like um, every time she comes over, I see her like just even like her like little person's energy. She's just like, ah, so nice. <laughs> <The best thing. laughs> like you just pick her up and you just give you like this big hug. And yeah. it's like instantly like all of like my pain that I've had from this breakup and all this stuff, it just like it gets released. It is. It's, it's yeah. the craziest feeling. I love that. Yeah. I'm curious because everyone like even today's day and age like you know given our conversation it's like oh my god look like we're collectively as civilization making 
the right strides. Yeah. This is amazing. This is beautiful. And I still talk to some people that are like, I don't want kids. The world we're in is broken. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yes and no. It depends on what you focus on. <laughs> it is, man. Like where your focus go, or where your, yeah, where your focus goes, energy flows, right? Like Every that's time. that's a thing. Like, um, like for me, the last while, same thing. I've been manifesting a lot of stuff. Like I've just been like, because we're in this. Um, my sister, she sent me this thing because she's very much into astrology and, mm -hmm. and energies and stuff like that. And the divine masculine right now is going through a huge transformation where there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of things coming to the surface. Um, and that we're having to, people that are aware are actually having to work through a lot of their problems. And it's funny because literally all my guy friends were all going relatively through the same thing mm -hmm. right now. And it is fucking wild. Like, how fucking correct this shit is is yeah. like it blows my mind but it, it's really cool because like for myself personally i've been able to learn about all of my traumas my issues my energy feels better um yeah it's just it's completely wild i don't know where i was going with that but yeah good direction <laughs> I'm, like, I'm proud of you so yeah. for you man like that takes yeah. a lot of work to like sit in all that shit and like come to the kind of awarenesses that's the right. thing like even like for me like i'll i'll sit in the emotions mm -hmm. and i'll if i gotta cry i cry let it out and then like i'll journal and then like analyze okay well why am i feeling this way what's this this and this and this but then sometimes it's hard too because then you get like these little self-pity fucking things you're like oh this sucks what was me it happens <laughs> but uh yeah no i think like being self-aware and like like i i over like sometimes like i over analyze like okay, well, hold on it's like why am i feeling this way why is this happening? And I like I always like take a step back and like pause for a second and like just look at everything mm -hmm. instead of just like going into it and like losing whatever I'm trying to do because like it just it never seems to work that way. I think for the most part, like because I like, that knee jerk first reaction you have like when you start with a tangent or anything in life, like it's an emotional response initially. Yeah, it's a trigger. A hundred percent. Yeah. And like if you can't take that moment to like do your deep breaths and be like you'll always act out of that like emotional reactive state and then it's like oh shit yeah because like for me for like I'm working through my anxious attachment style right now so like um what comes up for me is like say for example I go to the gym I see my ex's car mm -hmm. my anxiety kicks when I see her in the gym my anxiety kicks when I see her Instagram my anxiety kicks so instantly I'm like I want to block her delete her get rid of her but it's like well hold on a second like is that really logical is that rational it's like no, like you guys aren't together. That's that's fine. Let her be, and just know that like no, this is just you running through these this whole programming, and I'm like trying to rewire it. So like, if I see your car, if I see like I don't check her Instagram. Fuck that. Like <laughs> no, she follows me, which is kind of weird, and she watches my story. She's very much like watching me, but like I just like I just ignore it. If I leave, I accept it. But you are aware of it. Yeah. So like knowing that she's watching your stuff, do you more often look at, see who's watching <laughs> since you know that? Because like, I'll call you on that shit right now. Oh yeah. Because like, no, every, every single time, bro. Like <laughs> all day yesterday, all day yesterday, because I, I noticed she was always like the first couple people to yeah. look. So I'll give you props on like not interacting <laughs> and like going your ways and like growing from this, but I'm oh, yeah, only I'm, calling I'm, you on it because oh, yeah, I've I, done I, the same thing. Yeah. It's like, you actually let's go on further with that because like you said you know you 
have like true lovemaking. Like when you do that with someone, you have like that tantric present moment, you form like an energetic tether and a connection. Yeah. So like all the partners that I've been with, like I feel like I can still like feel them. I'm curious for you, and this is the part where like we go all tinfoil hat and shit on like my podcast. People go, what the fuck is this? Like, um, I shit you not. I've theorized that like what makes sense to me anyways is like, I mean, I'm sure it's happened to everyone. You get a phone call and right before that phone call, you were thinking about the person or, you know, little instances and moments like that. And like when you'll be doing something, like I could be like back when I worked in the oil field, I'll be doing nothing, driving down the road, just looking at the trees. And then for no reason, nothing of my doing, this individual popped into my head. And I'm like, the fuck? I've come to theorize that as like, they started thinking about you in that yeah. moment. Can you feel that? Yeah, so I got I got a couple weird stories, um, specifically with her. So we, what happened? We ended things pretty much like at the end of July, beginning of February. Mm-hmm. She got back from her trip. We hooked up a couple times. And then there was, she just had like all the control in that dynamic. There wasn't two people, it was her controlling her. And I was like, it got to the point where I just like, I call her one night, I'm like, I'm taking space. I'm walking away for a little bit. I just, I need to, like, I need, I can't do this. This mm-hmm. is, I'm getting emotionally raked. And the events that followed were very, very weird with that, kind of that the stuff you're talking about was where I, uh, what happened was it? So the night I had a dream about her. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I had a dream about her. Mm-hmm. Oh, what the fuck was it? And then I woke up and then what the fuck happened? Yeah, she actually, no, this is prior to that. So I, th- I was like, I was thinking about her. Me and my employee were just chatting and talking about it and stuff. And then boom, mm-hmm. she texted me. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of days later, had a dream about her, woke up, and at this point, like, she had me blocked on Instagram. You know, you, you always see, you look, and you check, and yeah, she had me blocked. And then something, something in me, um, yeah, like, I was on my phone, and I wasn't thinking about her, but it was like, something in him, he's like, typing her name on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Boom, she, she, un- she unblocked me. It was like, okay, this is fucking weird. <laughs> Like it just, it just happened. It's it was, fun little game. It was bizarre. And then, um, then I had a dream that we hooked up and then the dream came to fruition and it literally exact same thing. Like it was like a fucking, <laughs> like I watched a movie and then I, I was in the movie. Like it, it happened yeah. to a T. Yeah. Um, and then like after I, we broke no contact. Or no, we didn't break no contacts. I was in no contact. And then I later found out that she did unblock me again on mm. Instagram. And I was like, one day I was moving into my new shop. I was like, I know I should probably stop just randomly opening up my Instagram notifications because she probably will DM me. No shipper, like a fucking hour later, I got an Instagram notification. Didn't think about it. Yeah. Open it, boom, a message from her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like that's that connectedness, like I, I feel that 100%. Yeah. Like it's it's happened time and time again. Yeah. Uh, have you ever, because there's one thing that I guess you can do, because like anytime you have sex with anyone, period, 
yeah um you form an energetic connection and tether to them so especially where you have like a really deep rich intimate connection like yeah. that's a much stronger connection um have you ever done like cord cutting exercise visualizations cord cutting i've heard but i'm not try that so like it's a, you'll just do like a guided cord cutting meditation yep. that'll walk you through it and it's pretty much that like you'll visualize, um, you know, like you're tethered to this individual then you can call on like archangels or whatever to help you like sever the connection and it's yep. like, supposed wonderful. to help <laughs> that. I, I haven't done a lot of them even though I should be doing a ton of them, my God. Uh, but um, the one... And even we'll go tinfoil hat to the extreme on this. Yeah. Like, why not? That's going to be the nature of this podcast, anyways. Um, part of the pull and what fucked me up with, like, you know, how I drug myself completely through the mud with that one girl. Yeah. Um, I came to realize after the fact that why I put myself through so much misery and bullshit and kept forgiving her and like hoping it would work. Um, like when we met each other for the first time. It was one of those situations where she was, it was like familiar. I was like, I know you. Yeah. It was just like instant, like, just like that. I was like, holy shit. And um, it was even weirder too, because after I found this stuff out, like, she'd been telling me times we were dating where she's like, I had this weird dream. Like, you were like there and we were like on this farm and shit. And then um, half a year, a year later or something, towards the end of this, when I was trying to heal all this misery and this shit. Yeah. Um, I was working with this energy worker and um, like me and her had already theorized like yeah we probably known one another in a, another life, life for sure something's there yeah and um, I worked with this woman and so I was like on a farm or something at one point and like these villagers came to like haul her away like she was a witch burn her at a stake and kill her so this was the dream this was like what happened in oh. our lives prior she oh, okay. was the wife that got drug away and yeah. killed for being a witch and so, fuck? like, when they took her, Whoa. I felt like I failed yeah. as, like, a husband, as a lover, as everything, because, like, I couldn't protect her. I let them, like, take her away and kill her. Yeah. Even to the point where, like, I think I was, like, had this, like, back issue at the time between my shoulder blades, and it would, like, act up and kill me once in a while. And um, I was like, what is that? Yeah. And she's like, oh, oh, well, like, when they were taking her away and you, like, chased after them trying to stop her... They clubbed you and broke like a vertebrae in your spine. I was like, what? what? So that's freaky. <laughs> it's it's a, yeah, it's definitely out there for sure. Um, the interesting part though was just like for some individuals, like you'll see people in these relationships where you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like it's so obvious that it's like so unhealthy and so toxic, but like they just keep going back over and over and over again. And yes, there's layers to that. There's it's like a cyclical thing. If you're yeah basically setting yourself up for a trauma bonded situation it's gonna be more and more enticing more and more addictive but at the same time like in this instance like me wanting to be out here making it up and saving the wife i let fucking die once upon a time i think like in some circumstances in some situations with partners like there can be pulls there that go beyond like what you're aware of at the time yeah also curiosity being like um when you met this girl did you have that like same familiar it was i don't know it was hard to explain like yeah to, like being in her presence was just for lack of a term just nice like it was just mm-hmm. like soothing it was like you like it she felt like home that was beautiful you know what i mean like 
even like even like like walking away and stuff like that was well I, I wasn't the one that walked away but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah like that was like yeah she felt like home like it nothing nothing mattered it's I think what we're all chasing yeah like it's it was beautiful. it was unreal it was the best feeling mm-hmm. um, yeah there's definitely like there's definitely a level of connectedness between the two of us still which I mean it's funny because like I'm I'm aware of everything and like I know what I want mm-hmm. but she just doesn't want to be in Edmonton like she's very much like lost so it's like yeah I, I have that connection with her but it's like I can't have it I can relate I get it I'm the idea of like running away and just starting a new chapter and being gone it's like it appeals to me so much and multiple reasons yeah. maybe like I have undiagnosed severe ADHD and I'm like kind of manic <laughs> and I'm like yeah let's get out of here and have a fresh out, yeah. but uh, I've had a few opportunities present themselves where that could be a reality and I'm like hmm I, I kind of want to do it but at the same time I don't want to just run away from my problems that's the thing yeah because I, I do the same thing too my first breakup I I uh, I got a job in New Zealand uh, as a welder. Uh, visa was all done, like everything was ready to go. But I was just running away from that relationship, yeah. right? But I had, thankfully at the time, I, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. At the time, I had this the Subaru that was like I blew up the engine. It was like forty k in debt, Oof. so I couldn't leave because my wages wouldn't cover that here and to live there. Yeah. Um, so I didn't end up going, but I can definitely relate because like that's, I was in that state before too. You're heartbroken, you're confused. You became somebody in this relationship that that person wanted you to be. And now you're out of that relationship and all of a sudden you're having an identity crisis. You don't know who you are. You thought you wanted to be this person. You were this person, but now you're not in this relationship. So all of a sudden your whole life is like fucked and you're just trying to escape and run away. And then, then of course you had your attachment style, you had your ADHD and everything else. And you're just a fucking... Mm-hmm. A whirlwind of fuckery. Hard to process anything. Yeah. I'm curious if like, because I've been in the relationships too, where like their presence and who they are like inspire you to be better and more. And it's yeah. like the most, That's I great. love that. That's the best <laughs> thing ever. So I'm curious though, because like in a lot of my relationships, like my like mommy daddy issues where we were like, I, there was no acknowledgement of like emotions and feelings. Like if that was satiated, if they did that for me and provided that space, yeah. I was like, oh my God, like, I love you. This is the best thing. It's <laughs> yeah. like the most soothing thing ever. Cause like for a moment in that moment, you feel like you're understood and seen and you're like, yeah. holy fucking shit. This is wonderful. Like, I'm so curious now um, with relationships I go forward with, like, I don't know how they should feel because I feel like a lot of the times in the past, why it was so intense was because it was fueled by like us catering to our traumas that we hadn't healed. Yeah. So I'm curious when like, cause like you spoke like very beautifully on like, you know, how that relationship in moments, like it felt like home. Yeah. So same thing with the girl that stalking, harassing me. Like it, like I can actually say, I think, um, I've had like, five serious relationships four relatively longer ones and every time like at least for moments for sure yeah same feeling was like home like this is amazing and when i was younger i was like a big like romantic if you will my ideal was like oh my god like i want my person blah 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 and i think we watched too many movies growing up I think it's just that. Yeah, it's for Literally, sure. like that's 
that is like that is the exact reason why because we same like mom we watch fucking rom- romantic comedies all the time and then you get this like fairy tale idea of how relationships should be just through hollywood and it's yeah. like it's a fucking it doesn't you're never supposed to chase a woman a woman's supposed to chase you right you're like it's just what Hollywood romanticizes is just so fucked up because <laughs> if you your girlfriend breaks up with you but you go outside her balcony playing music trying to get her back in the rain she's gonna fucking slam the door <laughs> and you can look like a fucking idiot <laughs> well, I mean my point and where I was going with it I was like I'm curious of like because um, even the one where like it's harassing me still yeah I'm, realistically i'm like please just stay the fuck away from me leave me alone but at the end of the day like i can still appreciate and cherish like those memories and even in the end like when i decided like it wasn't even just for me at that point like i understood that for for my own being i needed to leave this situation so like i could grow and heal because like it was not going to happen no that had been tried over and over and over again it was not happening and even for her though to like grow and heal as an individual like we needed that and so even before um, I was like kind of at that awareness with like relationships and love and like what love was, like, like I was saying when I was younger, it was like, oh yeah, this monogamous, like you're my person, I'm your person, I'm like, this is the dream. But then through my idiotic behaviors, um, be it the first toxic relationship where she was sending the shady emails and I became that's like a so cheap piece of shit. <laughs> so that's when I went like really toxic and off the rails. And when I finally ended that relationship, started dating a little bit and just, you know, just looking for people to hang out with. Yeah. And I ended up hanging out with this girl where like, if, I don't know why, I was just pulling to it. I was like, this is weird. I even told her, I was like, if you were anyone but you, I'd kick you the fuck out of my apartment. You're weird. Yeah. But I was like all into it. And that was like the one relationship where like, she kind of showed me what like love should be or like what a healthy love is. Cause like, this is actually- Was that healthy at the time? actually healthy actually actually healthy because i'd never seen like a healthy love like my parents split up when i was in like middle school yeah and all my friends same thing parents were all split up like i never saw like a healthy relationship ever no and so after like that four-year toxic on and off with the email girl um obviously i didn't deal or process any of that shit i just i'm young dumb stupid started dating again and um i start seeing this girl and like it's going really well, and then like it's getting more. Serious. How old were you at the time? Uh, twenty-two. Okay. I I was the one that pushed for the relationship, and she was like, no, no. She knew I was like some degenerate fuckboy that was just out here like <laughs> doing the most. And um, eventually, like we started dating, and this is like where she straightened me out because like I still had all that shit and that toxic bullshit from my first relationship that I had like picked up. Like she told me I was a narcissist. I'm this fucked up person, and like on some degree like i never process that or like wrap my head or dealt with it i just like sure maybe i'm fucked up maybe i'm not i don't know who knows yeah um just living this completely distracted like oh Oh, you're just on autopilot yeah Yeah. i'm like everything's fine i'm doing great i'm thriving and um my definition of love changed forever with her when like that x what the catalyst for all of the shitstorm that was like my life if you will um we bumped into each other like some show like four or five months after the fact and um been seeing like this girl for like three months at that point and we had like just made it official like we're just start just like going. We, yeah we're yeah. like boyfriend girlfriend great this is amazing let's see where this goes and i bump into her and she sends me this fucking email and she's like wants to talk and i'm like so stupid 
what, what is it Murphy's Law like whatever the fuck can happen will okay, happen well, what can happen will happen yeah so I'm totally stupid and I go talk to her and then I end up cheating and I was like fuck. and this was the first time like like I said I cheated on her yeah. maliciously yeah. like I think once maybe two times and then when I did it this time around it wasn't malicious I just thought like maybe this can work with this girl that I'm still definitely in love with even though it's this toxic gross mess yeah and the girlfriend I had just started dating, that sweetheart, she'd open up to me, she had been cheated on in her <laughs> last relationship. So I was Oof. like, I was in this terrible spot Oof. where I was like, fuck, okay, if I'm going to go back with this ex, I'm just going to like, been with her for three months, I'm going to start, look, I'm not over my ex, I'll just leave this, you part ways, done. And that's it, yeah. And um, when I started doing that and telling her that, she like, kind of got tears in her eyes a little bit. Yeah. And she was like... I understand that. Like, I just want you to do whatever you need to do. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's like, I just want to see you happy. And I was floored. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, shook. I'd never, like, seen a demonstration of, like, love like that where it was, like, yeah, she was wanted the best for me yeah. and not, like, what she got out of it. And I was like, fuck. Because then I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, I'm like, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I fucked this up. So I owned it. I told her, like, I cheated. I fucked up. And, like. And you never tell them. <laughs> I I die on the inside. I've lived a life where like um, I have lied before, and I can lie very well if I need to. Same, but yeah. I start dying inside, and like within days, and if I make it weeks, I'm like literally physically sick because oh, it like really? fucks me up so bad. That's bad, yeah. Yeah. So we um, we try to make it work, and like obviously that's a hard one yeah, to come you, back you from because there's no trust. Just gone without like, trust, like it's a nightmare. And like we both. I was still just starting to learn about like communicating feelings and talking, so I'm still shit at that. Yeah, like she wasn't the best at it. Like, and I just dropped a fucking bomb. Yeah, that's in terms of trying to deal with shit. So we were trying to make it work, and obviously, like I kind of forced the relationship originally, and like kind of rushed into it. And um, it was through that instance, though, where like I was in love with more than one person at the same time, and like. Through the years, and what I've realized, like with my relationships, is like uh, a true, like a love. In most situations with love, there's attachment. Yeah, always like people, and it's almost conditional for a lot of people. There's like there's things you're getting out of the relationship that, like you attach to that. Versus my perception of like a healthy love, where like, I'll even when I ended that one relationship, I understood yeah. that it was better for me and for her. Yeah. So it wasn't just about me. It was also for her. And like, even though I wanted to be with her despite all the bullshit, I could feel how like beautiful and like how her path like evolved and grew yeah. if we were apart. Mm-hmm. So it was like, also the relationship where we tried to make it work like we ended up having issues like sexually where it was a little bit of an imbalance like yeah. i'm a very sexual person she wasn't a very sexual person unless we were like actually having sex yeah so with all of like the trust issues and the emotional issues you know me being a fuck and cheating and <laughs> dropping that bomb cue in like some sexual like i guess just struggles yeah um it got to a point where i was like i you're like my best friend i love you like so much this is amazing like i would love to spend my life with you and i like i even copped a fucking engagement ring i like after like a year into it i thought it was going to be a thing yeah um but with those like imbalances i was getting like 
frustrated and like almost growing a little bit of resentment, which I shouldn't have been. Yeah. Because like one, I fucked things up. I put like the big gap and divide in there. But like two, I wrap my head around like because being a very sexual person, if I don't like act out parts of these cell, like who I am, like I'm just like closing off myself. Yeah, and it's it, not, that does not feel It's good. not healthy, no. it's not good. No. So I wrap my head around the concept of like, like, can I go like get this out of my system like elsewhere? Like, is that something you're okay with? And like, it wasn't at all. Not oh, you brought her. that up? Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Like I, like I said, I would have loved to spend my life with her, but I just yeah. needed to make it work where I was satiating like what I felt I needed at the time. Yeah. And um, it wasn't for her, but she was like, oh, well, what if I want to go be with a dude then? I'm like, that's fine. Yeah, I was like, yeah. if you truly feel and you need and you want to go experience that, power to you. So my like, and I'll like get back to you, like I'm curious where you're at in terms of like what you're seeking out of your future relationships. Like with mine right now, I don't know if I'm definitely partly still a little traumatized and scared of the fact that I mean, I had the one that blew up and I'm now being harassed going on a year. Yeah. I'm like, whenever I see attachment in a relationship with someone else, like, you know, maybe we've been seeing each other a little bit and then we have sex. If like, it's like a snap of the fingers, everything changes. It's like way more, if the dynamic changes too much, yeah. I almost, or even if I meet someone right away and like within the first, second or third date, like they're like too enthusiastic about me. Like they're all head over heels. I'm like, it's kind of a turn off. Yeah. yeah. Because like this is attachment. You're attached to the way that I'm making you feel like this. You can't love me. You don't know no. me. You're not appreciating me for me. You're just like attaching yourself to the way that I make idea, you feel. Yeah. And the, idea. and the idea of you. Yeah. And that's what happened with my ex too. Like when we first started dating, like that was like, she was super attached. Like it was like taking candy from a baby. But what that also led me down a path of like, what did you realize about yourself though? Mad ego, crazy mm -hmm. ego. The fact that like, oh, this was so easy. She'll never leave me because it's how she feels. Break up with her twice, go through shit. And then next thing you know, she's gone. So that for me being, cause I've never been dumped. I've always done the dumb thing. Mm -hmm. And bring it all back around to attachment styles. Like every time that I fell in love with somebody was because they were in, they were dismissive. Mm -hmm. So what happened was they would go cold, pull away. You're My like, anxious attachment kick into high want. fucking drive because she went to Vancouver in a jan middle of January mm -hmm. and she got distant. She got cold. Wasn't really texting me much. I opened up about all my feelings and just like floodgates opened mm -hmm. and I was so anxious. And then that's in and of itself. I look back like that's when I fell for her was my, my attachment style really went to overdrive. Mm -hmm. So it's like, was I really like, I love the shit over definitely don't get me wrong. That time I was like, Oh, I want to marry this girl. I want to fucking ask, like I want to fix everything, mm -hmm. but it's because of my attachment style. So I got attached to that because of that. Cool. And I look back and that's happened every single time. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, was I really in love or was it just a trauma and a flight or flight response? I think it's both. There's right? always layers. It's usually always So both. there's like so much to it. But like going back to what you said about like letting her go to be happy and being okay with that, mm -hmm. that was something really hard for me to work through because like, one, I'm, I'm very like, I'm selfish for sure. And like, yeah. I wanted, I wanted her and I, like I, I pictured life together. I pictured us here with a couple more dogs and, and kids and stuff. But it's like, no, like she needs to go heal and 
she needs to go do her own path because she mm -hmm. clearly needs a lot of help and she needs to fix herself before she's ready for anybody for that matter. Um, so yeah, like she really attached herself to me. Like it was almost like, almost like to a point of like infatuation, lust. Um, but I mean, she was fantastic to me. Don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. yeah. Kill you, man. It's, uh, <laughs> it's an interesting ride for sure. It is. Okay. I, I mean, we could probably wrap up like on this note on like the, what, what's your, what are you seeking then? Like and out of relationship and out of like life right now with everything you've so, come to like learn about yourself. Yeah. So right now, like on my phone, I have a vision board. Love that. So let's, let's close these so I can actually read what the fuck this thing says. So I have... Pictures of things that I want. So one of my condo I have now is the, one of the photos, uh, a BMW 435i, a new bike, like crotch rocket, money, uh, social circle and a relationship. And then in between each, I got like, I got worse. I got like family, great dating life, feeling fulfilled, beautiful social circle, 10K in each uh, business per month by the end of the year um, and something else. But so like this year, like what I want uh, socially, excuse me, is I'm uh, basically I want to build a social circle, mm -hmm. have social circle game because like when you have a good social circle, women naturally attract. I've done it before and it's, it's like, it's, it makes it so much easier. Um, two, like I like to have community. I like having conversations like this, connecting mm -hmm. with people on a deeper level, having these conversations because like I, that's why I thrive off of like that deep ooey gooey shit. Like, this, shit. Is, this is good. You yeah. know what I mean? Like my heart's full right now. Um, so like I'm creating a networking uh, community within the next four to five weeks. I live in this building. We have space to do it. Nice. So like I know like I know of same thing. Like I know of a lot of entrepreneurs and people in that space where I can bring together and connect. And one like what that's going to do is what I love is bring people together, building relationships. But two, I'm going to be seen as like a leader in the community. And three, um, it's going to basically elevate like my social status as well, right? It's because I'm the guy that's bringing people together. I'm the guy that's leading this group. So that's just a, instantly, that's just going to raise my social status. And that's what ultimately what I want because at the end, the, the end goal is like, yeah, like I want to find, like I want to be in a power couple position. I want to find a woman that is my equal, mm -hmm. not someone that I'm going to fall in love with their potential, but where they're at right now. So what, like with the, that elevated social status being like kind of the goal, what do you want to do with that? Why do you want it? Why? uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> so one it's um well it's the feeling of fulfillment right like i can't work a normal nine to five mm -hmm. that's boring as fuck i get it that doesn't strain my soul like one like I've, I've always had this grand vision for my future like i want that beautiful soul connecting wife that we can do badass shit together because mm -hmm. like that's I know that's what makes me happy. Like that, I would love to have that, to be able to connect and build something with somebody. Reason being, I've obviously connected all to our childhood. It was like when I grew up, my parents were all six months old. My mom jumped from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I seen shitty relationships. I don't want that. So have you witnessed like firsthand like a healthy loving relationship at this point? The only healthy loving relationship I've ever seen um, was probably like my very first girlfriend's parents. And that, that was like, that's it. How, what was that like? They loved each other. There was un like they understood. Well, how to make you like feel like what oh, was the reaction to it? It was so nice. They were so yeah. loving. So like right. they like said if I want to move in with them and get like they were just like 
it was amazing. They, they, they took me in as their own kid. So cool. Yeah. So like, that is like what I want. And like, eventually I want kids and I want four or five, like I want a big family. Like I grew up with lots of cousins and sisters and brothers. So like, I love that. Like that's just ingrained in who I am. Yeah. So I know that if, because every time I date somebody, they've pretty much been on my level. And I want someone that's high value, so what I gotta do, I gotta become high value. Right, so how do I become high value? Well, I, you know, get my business fucking rolling. I elevate my social status. I become uh, more sociable. I become better looking through, like I maximize everything I can as a man. I think as a man, you need to maximize every area of your life to the fullest. So like, when I'm average height, my dick is average, my fucking, my looks are average, but what can I do? I mean, actually, I'm fucking, I'm a fucking gem. But you gotta say, I well, it almost sounds. Like, <laughs> I was like, we'll leave that there. I'm offering people gassing themselves up, yeah. but yeah, in certain situations, it might come out the wrong way. But, but right. yeah, but like that's how I look at it. Like if you're the way you look at yourself, it really shows through how you carry yourself, right? So mm -hmm. like, yeah, like I think I'm a really good-looking guy, but I, what, okay, where can I maximize myself? My finances, my living situation, my body, my mind, my emotional intelligence my spirituality so like, i think as as man like you need to be on your mission on your purpose and always you know striving to become better mm -hmm. because i've seen what i see i see the result of not doing that like being comfortable comfortable staying stay, working uh, nine to five miserable with kids a wife that uh, lets herself go like i don't want that i'm curious though i'm just because like um and this is a bit where I'll challenge you is like, I know obviously like the working out and like originally where it was like an emphasis on like obviously that external and like the gratification that comes with like achieving certain things or like having this like high value partner, being a high value partner yourself. Like at the end of the day, like even right now, you could meet someone, you could be with someone and you guys could live like a couple like hobos under a bridge, but you're like madly in love with one another. Like, so when I ask, what like what you would like to do once you achieve that social status yeah. is it just so you can be there when you've like glamorized and seen that from like younger ages and even like continuing on because like i'm not knocking anything and i've yeah, got yeah. nothing but respect because like the work you're obviously putting in to like better understand yourself and the world around you like that's something not a lot of people do so that's a beautiful and commendable thing yeah. i'm just so curious of like that end goal like is it more of the prize than like the journey itself for you so yes and no but once you get the prize the journey continues oh it always continues right it's never, it's never sure. there's never an end right yeah so like yeah I'll, I'll get there but it doesn't stop oh i know that right so that's the thing is like once i get there it's like yes i made it but it's like okay but we still got to keep going Right, so there's no real end goal. It just continues on and continues on. I'm the question. I'm sorry. I should be like more. I guess blunt. But I'm like, like, other than just like desiring being that high value individual, what would you use that ability to like? How would it impact whether you interact with the world? I'll like, I'll use a personal example first and foremost. Like, yeah. um this podcast, for example, would be a nice stepping stone because like the conversations we're having right now and that I have with people, same thing. I love that. I feel present, like heart's full, like this is amazing. Yeah. And ideally, I would love to create an environment or something where like, you know, for example, like if I had that high social status, yeah. Um, 
I'd be able to leverage that yeah. to like impact a greater number of people. Okay, yeah, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's kind of the thing, right? Is like, even like with my business, like I wanna to get to a point where, you know, we got a hundred employees and I'm able to supply money and, and work and food and all this stuff for people and create opportunity mm-hmm. to grow the community, right? So when, I, so when I picture myself with this person, this woman of high value, what that is going to give me is children that I can raise and grow and create high value children that can go and do things in the world that can create more change down the road. So like, it's always like a, it's like the snowball effect, right? Like you, this will help this, this will help this, this will help this. Mm-hmm. But I think like, because in myself, like, yeah, like you, I always have to become better for the next thing that comes around because it's not just me that's counting on me. It's my sister, my little brother, my niece, there's all these people that are counting on me to show up in my life. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not showing up, like my little brother's 13, that kid like looks up to me like I'm God, you know, like he, like, so if I'm not living a healthy example, what's that going to do for him? Cool. Right. So like, if I'm not constantly being like pursuing my business, constantly upgrading my lifestyle, constantly like letting him see me cry, mm-hmm. Like what? What's that doing for him? That's doing nothing, right? Hundred percent. So like me, always wanting to become better and and become more high status, more high value. That's just gonna impact everything that's below me, mm-hmm. right? So that's the thing. Like when I say these things and I do these things, because I want to bring people with me, right? It's, it's not like selfish, because like I know like, because I again like having this condo, it's amazing. I fucking love it. But me, and my ex girlfriend, dreamt of being a condo like this. So like I had to go through a transition period. It's like, this sucks. Cause like we shared this stream together and you know, when you look at it, it's just concrete fucking drywall windows and oh, a lot the floor, work, though. right? You but put it's, your heart and soul into it. I did, it. I, I yeah. did, but I, I, that's the thing is it's like, I also got to have a bit of humility and like humble, like, hey, it's just, it's a living space. It's amazing, don't get me wrong, but it's like, okay, well, what can I do with this living space now to do cool shit? I like that though, because like the underlying theme through like everything you just told me is like uh, like appreciation and gratefulness. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what the world needs. Hundred percent. Yeah, like I I do gratitude every morning. Fucking love that. Right all out. Yeah. So that's kind of like the to answer your question about like becoming high status is that's because there's always a trickle effect. Everyone, and I'm not saying this to be egotistic or cocky, but everyone that comes into my life always gets better. You talk to all my friends, mm-hmm. and they all have the exact same thing to say about me. That's good. And they always openly express it too. Like, yeah. man, like, thank you so much. Like, you inspire me. You you help me do this. You help me push me to do this. Like, my ex-girlfriend, you know, she wanted to be, she was a personal trainer in person. And then she wanted to be, like, an LPN. But she, like, kind of, like, thought about online training. Like, do fucking online training because, one, you can impact more people, make more money, and have more freedom. Mm-hmm. And so I nice nicely i guess better black better term push her to do it <laughs> and push and push and push yeah but now because of me she's able to go live her dream and travel the world and work from her computer beautiful thing. but if it wasn't for me she probably wouldn't have really done it she would have been working at an old folks home hmm. right so like that's cool you know what i mean so like yeah. I, I, I i get pleasure out of seeing people succeed and yeah. grow like it's that beautiful to watch that shit gets thrive. my dick hard you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i'm right there with you man i feel you huh so that i think it. that answers your question it definitely does all right <laughs> beautiful 